Adventure Presentation. Welcome back to another Untitled Movie Review. I am one of your hosts, Matt Rohrbeck, alongside not Eric today. We have a very, very special guest. Eric is dealing with uh, some family stuff right now, so uh, please go show him some love. Uh, but we have a wonderful guest stepping in for Eric. Uh, you may know her uh, from Kind of Funny. She is one half of the movie bros. She is Christmas in March, Joey Noel. Hello. Thank you for having me back. It's so fun to be able to talk with you about movies and especially this one. <laughs> I know. It feels like there's a theme kind of in the movies that you pop up and review with us because last time was Promising Young Woman. Not exactly, uh, but I mean, it's it's. It's I, interesting. I can't wait to a, talk. There's about a thread this right that connects all of these together. <laughs> uh, Joey, how are you doing? How are I'm things? good. I'm excited that everybody finally gets to watch this movie. I mm -hmm. saw this at Sundance a few months ago, however long it yes. was. So I've just been sitting here waiting for everybody else to experience this because this is a movie that like people are like, oh, how was it? And you can't really say a whole lot because I feel like the less you know going into it, uh, the better. But I'm excited to see little bits and pieces popping up in my timeline now that people are getting a chance to watch it. That is a great point. So just to kind of give, if you haven't watched this movie yet, um, and Joey put it perfectly, it's best to go in like without knowing anything about it. Because I feel like half of it is kind of the surprise of certain plot elements and different things like that and just the wild turn it takes. So if you haven't seen the movie, I mean, Joey and I will give our quick like completely. We're not even going to tell you what the movie's about, but our, like if you should watch it or not, uh, which I think we're both on the same page about. But like I would suggest just pausing this, going to watch it and then coming back because I think Joey and I are going to talk about some plot details that I, Joey, I haven't even seen the trailer. Do they give without saying what it is? Do they give away what the movie's about in the trailer? Yeah. So I okay, have so. been telling people not to watch the trailer. Yeah. There's like a, a little snippet. I think that was maybe on the IMDb for a while. Yes. The, the plot synopsis here. Yeah. That and that was pretty one. much yeah. all I was telling. Like if you're in based on that, then I don't think you yeah. should watch anything. So I'll read that. The story chronicles of Noah, a young woman who meets Steve at the grocery store by defiant battle to survive her new boyfriend's unusual appetites with horrors of modern dating. So if that appeals to you, I would say uh, go check out the movie and come back because Joey and I are going to go kind of full spoilers in this review. Because even if we tried to dance around things, um, it'd be one very hard to talk about. And I just don't feel like you can talk about it in detail that way. So you wouldn't get a great review. So quickly, uh, Joey, I want your thoughts first. You saw it back at Sundance. We won't say anything else, but should people it's streaming on Hulu in the U S Disney plus Sebastian Stan doing some interesting <laughs> Disney plus content in Canada. Yeah. Um, uh, should people check this out on streaming? Uh, I think it's a hundred percent worth checking yeah. out on streaming. The barrier for this is so low. I, I mean, I do have to admit I am a Sebastian Stan fan, mm -hmm. uh, so I'll pretty much watch everything that he's in at this point, um, but I think it's 100% worth watching if that little snippet is at all piques your interest. I would absolutely agree with that. Uh, I will go into more detail of that. I'm not like a thousand percent sold on the movie. I think it it is rough around the edges, but I think that there is enough there that is absolutely a like Joey said, like it's just on streaming. It's probably one of the better streaming titles that have dropped recently of just like 
a good genre movie that you can pop on and and be caught off guard by. So I think um, with some fun performances and some wild turns, I think that it is easily if you're looking and you're like either a genre or a horror fan or just kind of like weird movies, like I think you will uh, kind of dig this. So uh, without saying anything more, you should pause this and go watch it and come back because Joey and I are going to spoil the shit out of this movie um <laughs> first um you guys can also check out uh the screencast episode i did with joey and tim gettys over on kind of funny where we talk about um uh, some similar um <laughs> content uh with like yellow jackets and uh we talked about the after party which the finale is out today you Ooh. guys can go watch that um i think we'll have a spoiler cast for for that sometime this weekend uh once eric is is good to be recording again uh we also talked i talked about last one laughing canada and a bunch of different things i think the last couple episodes of that dropped as well so you guys should go check that on the kind of funny channel and then we'll also have reviews for uh, turning red um, next week as well as that should be on Monday for people looking for that and uh, I think we have some couple other things but I don't know but Joey let's get into it you saw this back at Sundance I did uh, you, how was your Sundance experience and was this just because it was a Sebastian Stan movie that you're like okay this is on this is on my <laughs> list of things to watch um yeah pretty much uh Sundance I had a really great time this is my first time doing any sort of like digital film festival or anything like that yeah um and I know it was a little bit annoying because they had to flip it after I had made my initial selections um when they decided to go all digital so I had to like redo my entire schedule included like buying a couple one-off movies including fresh uh just because they didn't line up with like my day pass anymore but this was definitely one of one of the driving factors in doing Digital Sundance. Uh, me and my friend Carolyn were like, have you done this before? This seems fun. There's enough movies that are on this roster that I think are going to be good that'll be worth mm-hmm. doing. Um, so we ended up watching this one together. We like synced our watches and we're like in Discord oh, typing back awesome. and forth. Um, so it was fun in a like, especially that I back in January, like we hadn't really been going back to movie theaters for a ton of uh, mm-hmm. screenings and stuff like that yet. So it was fun to kind of have that experience of watching movies with people again. Um, nice. But yeah, this was a driving force in us doing it. I had a lot of fun. Daisy Edgar Jones, I feel like I've seen bits and pieces of. I still haven't finished uh, Normal People. Is that what she's in? Yes, Normal uh, People, yeah. But I really liked her um, in this Sebastian Stan, I thought. I... I just like whenever he gets a chance to do things that are like outside of the realm of what he normally does. So I feel like between this and Pam and Tommy and like the bronze or maybe like the trifecta yeah. of like wild Sebastian Stan roles. Um, it was fun to see just the journey throughout it. Like the, the fact that you, we get 40 minutes into this movie and then you get the title screen. You're I like, love that. Oh, okay. So this is, this is where we're starting and it's great. Yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty much with you. Like I, I I went in knowing, so we are in full spoilers, everyone. So I went in knowing the movie was about cannibalism. And that's pretty much like, I kind of got that vibe from the poster and then the description. I'm like, oh, I kind of understand where this yeah. is going. And I think I heard a little bit at Sundance about what people said, like go in, try to know as little as possible. And uh, you'll probably have a, a wild time with this. And for the most part, I did. I think it's rough around the edges. I think it's maybe trying a bit too hard at times. And I think it is tonally 
awkward. Although I think that the satire, like I get that it's satire, but it's a fine balance of undercutting kind of some of the more disturbing moments and what the movie is ultimately about with some scattered things that I'm like, Ooh, that maybe was one step too far, whether it's him, like, you know, singing and dancing in the kitchen, like pounding oh the meat and stuff like that. Where Did you I felt see like, his Instagram story? No, I didn't. <laughs> it might have been an no. Instagram reel where he yeah. like posted and it was him doing a very similar thing. But like yeah. he said, I sent this to, I think it must have been Mimi Cave or maybe it was Lauren, the director, yeah. after I got the part. And I, at first when I saw it yesterday, I was like, that's weird. And then rewatching the movie today, I'm like, oh, this is this was the inspiration for that whole scene. It's just like, this is, there's so much dancing in this movie. Who would have thought? Yes, that's what I mean. And and I'm cool with that. I just feel like when you try to kind of mix that with, I think this movie is genuinely disturbing at times. I think I was incredibly uncomfortable throughout a lot of it. But, but for totally moments, different reasons. Yes, absolutely. And I feel like when moments like that popped up, and I think Sebastian Stan is fantastic casting because I think those first 40 minutes when it's basically... Uh, like a romance, like not a romantic comedy, but like uh, kind of like a yeah. romantic comedy in those first 40 minutes. And the movie does such a good job at just kind of you buying into it. And if you didn't know what this movie was about, like, I think you would just think it was about this, you know, woman who's going through online dating and meets this guy. And like, um, funny story, like that's what Nevis thought this movie was. <laughs> and I had to, before we watched, and she does not, she does not do well with like gore and violence and, mm -hmm. and disturbing content. She just, it, she just really doesn't like it. So we we're about to watch this movie and I go, Nevis, before we start, because I think I would get, you'd get a great reaction, but do you know what this movie is about? <laughs> and she was like, isn't it like Sebastian Stan and a girl like fall in love or whatever? And I'm just like, oh no. <laughs> and I'm like, so I'm like, I don't want to spoil it for you, but I think it's about this. And she's like, oh no, no, no. And she's just like, had to look up the trailer. And I'm like, I feel like those 40 minutes when I was watching it, I'm like, Oh, you'd really love the first 40 minutes of this movie. But yeah. then right at that title card, which Joey mentioned, which is like the title card comes in 40 minutes into the movie when the big twist happens, when he drugs her, um, which I'm all for. I love ridiculous things like that, stylistic mm -hmm. things like that, that make you, you spend so much time with them and him being a nice guy that you're like, you're in it. And then when that happens, even though it is predictable, it's still kind of, you go, okay, this movie is taking a turn and sh it, it does. Yeah, for um, sure. When we were watching it at Sundance, Carolyn and I were talking and we were looking at the like description and like the way that they were categorizing it stuff. And we were looking at it. We're like, why does it say action in the description? Interesting. We're like, that's weird. But then you get to the last like what, 20 minutes yeah. of it and you're like, oh, that's why. But that's kind of what you're talking about where like it feels like so many different things yes. at the same time shoved into one movie where it's like, oh, okay, this is getting a little bit messy but it's also fun. So I'm not mad about it. <laughs> and that's exactly it. I think messy is a good word. And like, I feel like there's a lot of really, really good stuff in this. I just think it's tonally all over the place, which some movies can balance that. And I feel like this movie does a pretty good job at balancing them all because I, I did feel every feeling you're talking about where one moment I'm like, Oh my God, this is like hard to watch. And then another moment you're laughing. Cause he's just, it's like American psycho. He's just kind of like 
being a psychopath kind of thing, like singing and dancing and smashing someone's leg meat into like a, a, a board. And I'm just like, man, this movie goes pretty far. And like, and I keep, I, I know I obsess over it, but like Sebastian Stan being in Pam and Tommy and this that are both on Disney Plus in Canada are just so <laughs> funny to me. Like it's, I know that they're kind of putting edgier content on the US soon too, Joey, with the mm-hmm. Netflix shows and stuff. And they're putting parental warnings on things but it's just i'm like all right sebastian stan the face of just uh, very graphic things on disney plus but um yeah the like i really liked um daisy edgar jones and is that her name yeah yeah right? yeah um and i felt like the movie did a really good job uh, of noah's story and just like cheering for her through the entire thing like i really even if it got into some of those more predictable moments after the twist where I'm like, okay, I kind of see where this movie's going. Like the wife thing and like all of that kind of stuff. I'm like, originally um, the other woman who's in the, like the separate cell beside oh, her, yeah. who I thought mm-hmm. was not great. Like it sounded like it was like a bad voice actor. Yeah. At times. Um, I was like, oh, that sounds like the wife. Which is a so bummer the- because she's from Kim's Convenience and I like really? her so much. Oh, but it- there you go. CanCon uh, connection. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I was like, and maybe it's just the. Oh, they shot this in Canada. I forgot. Oh, did they really? Yeah, because oh, so Eric pointed out, go watch Eric's review on Rogers TV too, uh, since he can't be here. He did a review that's up on uh, his channel on rogerstv.com slash cinema scene. And he wanted to shout out that. Joey, there's a there's a drugstore called Shoppers Drug Mart in Canada, and <laughs> and Eric saw it in the background, and he's like, it made me laugh, so I wanted to give that a shout out. So that's probably why Perfect. she's in it. They must have shot it, yeah, that makes in Toronto sense. or um, around uh, somewhere Vancouver, maybe something like that. But sorry, keep going. Yeah, she's from Kim's, Kim's Convenience. I just thought she, I don't know, there was something off about that dialogue between her and and the other woman in the cell. Yeah, it was weird i don't i don't know if it was just like the character supposed to be processing and going back and forth and like that's fair this whole uh not munchausen's but what's the one where you fall in love with your kidnapper stockholm syndrome (laughs) there we go um like if it's supposed to be kind of touching on that kind of stuff Mm -hmm, or what it is mm -hmm. but yeah i was like huh this is not really working for me but she's in it also kind of so minorly oh totally like it's not like whatever Yes, exactly. I just felt like those scenes, I'm like, man, it just sounded like someone like they weren't in the same room together and someone was just like recording the dialogue and like it. Being oh, yeah. 80, 80 yard over. Um, I actually really liked how the friends figured shit out right away too. Yeah. Like I Jojo like T. Gibbs, I think, is my yeah. favorite part of this entire movie. She does yeah. a good job of being like the audience of like, yes, we want you to do this. Go live your life, but also these are flags <laughs> um, and being that's, that voice in the movie. That's exactly it. And I feel like that's kind of refreshing in like a horror movie or in a kidnapping movie or things like that. Like so many times it's just like, yeah, the convenient thing of like cell phones don't work there or things like that. But I felt like everyone else was smart. Like everyone in this movie is smart. Like even Noah, who ultimately you know, gets kidnapped by this guy, isn't like an idiot. She's just a little bit more trusting because he's very suave and and a nice guy. And she wants to believe in, you know, men not being shitty, like the worst. Um, And she finally feels like maybe she saw that. And she, I never once I'm like, you're an idiot. Why would you go do this? Like, and even as it's happening, you can tell she's getting 
panicky about it because don't trust anyone, even nice guys. And I loved that the friends, uh, Molly, and then even what was the other guy's name? Oh, the bartender. Yeah, the bartender. Um, I like that they both felt really smart and you don't get that. Like they figured exactly what was happening out pretty quickly. Like she just knew something was off and that felt really believable because i feel like too many times you're watching a horror movie or something like this and like you're like why is everyone just the dumbest person alive like and can't they go somewhere by themselves or they can't figure things out like i liked immediate she she was like yo this isn't how my friend speaks through text messages like something's off yeah i'm not just gonna go like on a technology purge and like even the fact that she like reverse image searched the like waterfall picture and stuff it's like oh yeah these are all my sleuthy friends that are being like "Mm, something's wrong here and we got to figure this out yeah Um, finding the wife and bugging the uh, paul enough to get the real name and all of that and that's exactly what i feel like people would do with their actual friends right like i even when nevis is taking an uber home from the bar and she sends me the ride i screenshot on my app just like the bartender did because in case something happens you want the person's name or the location that they were at and shit like that it was like smart things that like modern people on the internet would actually do in this situation and Mm -hmm. then led to an interesting you know um confrontation and climax like i don't love this stuff with the wife um but i mean i the reveal there i mean i guess what i interpreted that she was one of his like prisoners right and then they just like how he was falling in love with noah he actually you know instead of her her just trying to trick him she actually was that stockholm syndrome that you're talking about right yeah her character's so interesting because i do think the reveal with her when you find out that she's an amputee, you're like, oh, this this is a yeah. different kind of turn. Because I was expecting that she would just be in on it with him, but not mm-hmm. expecting that she potentially was one of his victims. Um, but then it all then she's all I I don't her character motivations are interesting at the end where like then she comes to the house and then she has the altercation with Noah and I'm like, are you? So now you're fully in on this, and like, yeah. I don't know. I feel like it, that. Was I thought very she was like, going to maybe we'll help over all of this. Yeah, yeah I did too. I thought she was going to help Noah or something like that. Like she's finally like I know, and she jokes, not jokes, but she tries to trick her by saying like, "Oh, you finally got him. You finally got him," kind mm-hmm. of thing at the end. Um, but then I get the what they're trying to say with that, I guess, with like you know women who are part of the problem and like support you know yeah. shitty men and, and and stuff like that, but. Um, with her actually being a victim as well, or that's what's implied. Um, but I guess it just goes back to, yeah, he, I guess he's so good at what he does or what, you know, and no one ever felt fell for it. And she was actually manipulating him. Like I, I like all that. And I, and even though, again, uh, you can kind of see it coming from a mile away of what she's trying to do, but then that goes back to the characters actually being like intelligent and being like okay i'm actually gonna get myself out of this situation even if i have to you eat people (laughs) and like and pretend that i enjoy this with him and kind of seduce him because he's this you know shitbag moron but like yeah and then some of that stuff is really kind of disturbing like um and i like stuff in movies too when there's like secret organizations and even if it is fucked up stuff like this but it's just like these really shitty men that order you know, m- human meat to eat them through this yeah. like 
the chef's plate kind of hello fresh kind of box <laughs> is like really fucking weird well in the the escalation that they take it of like not only do they enjoy cannibalism but like the attachment to the girls yes. with the boxes and like the lingerie and the pictures and all that stuff is just like oh man this is deep and <laughs> this is going like another layer of like depraved and like kind of fucked up um yeah but like you I, you imagine that's obviously like the if you're escalating to cannibalism you're escalating a lot of other things too and so it would make sense that you'd want it to be like the most creepy thing <laughs> oh yeah and it, it's you know it's it's touching on you know actual real stuff of you know selling bath water and totally. like different things online which again a lot of that is you know consensual stuff that people decide to do on their own and power to you if you can make money doing something and it's you know, everyone's going, yeah, I agree to this and that's fine. But it's just, I think it touches on a, like a lot of interesting thing and covering dating and just like, um, and using this metaphor of like, you know, uh, women's it's gross saying, but women's meat and stuff throughout this, this movie yeah. is just like, was really, really uncomfortable. And I think that's some of the best stuff. Like, I think when the movie is uncomfortable, it is, it is at its best. And I, I kind of wish it kept that tone, even though I understand it's going for more of a satirical, like uncomfortably funny vibe throughout it. And we, we mentioned before we started recording, like Adam McKay is a producer. And I feel like, you know, a lot, even issues you see in some Adam McKay movies of recent, it's like that tonally awkward, like, I get the message you're trying to tell us. It's just like maybe the way you told us that message, like in Don't Look Up and even uh, the Vice and things that he's done recently too. Like you can kind of tell message movies that are very stylish, that are almost yeah. very in your face to an intentional, you know, uh, amount like that. It's going to either be your thing or it's not. And like something like Don't Look Up and I think this are kind of similar because they are like blunt force you know, trauma to your head of, of here's what the message that I'm trying to tell you. And then it tries to insert comedy and some stylistic cinematography that I don't think always works, but I think is ultimately very enjoyable and entertaining weirdly. Like it's not a, it is weirdly a fun movie, but it's also very uncomfortable. <laughs> it is a weird movie to categorize and to sell to people because there's so little you can say about it without spoiling mm -hmm. that like any short, sound bite that you're going to give somebody is once they watch it has the potential for them to be like huh that was an interesting recommendation uh mm. once you've seen everything but yeah it's messy and the music that they have in it is kind of weird yeah. even though it's fun and i popped yeah. for a lot of it um i'm just like i don't really under which i guess is like probably not all that unsimilar to promising young woman in that sense where yeah. i'm like why is there this Paris Hilton song in the middle? Like, I'm not mad about it, but it is just kind of weird given the context and like the messaging of this movie. But it's the trying to find yeah. the levity, though I think that that did a better job of balancing it out and not leaning so hard into like the campiness of things. I agree. Like, I feel like they're, they are touching on the same thing while still being about very different things. But um, this, I honestly, when I watched Promising Young Woman the first time, I, I thought it was going to go that genre kind of horror route. And I liked that it kind of pulled back from that constantly. And it was like, no, we're actually going to take this a different route until the very end, obviously. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I agree that there are a lot of similarities there. And I think, you know, female driven, like, uh, movies touching on this subject are, are, 
you know, important and fantastic. And, you know, instead of just like white dudes making them all the time. And, yeah. Uh, that's why I think like, you know, I had a problem with kind of the tone of it, but obviously that's what, what Mimi Cave was going for. And um, I feel at times it, it really, really works to the point where I'm like, man, I just never struggled with how I felt on a movie like this in, in, in a really long time. Like there's a lot that I really 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 liked and then a lot that i was like ah, oh, man i just wish that wasn't in here or that didn't <laughs> that didn't work or like the tone was all over the place but um like even that last act like it is kind of as they're like fumbling around in the kitchen and all the different things and and uh i think the way that she you know seduces him and gets out of the situation is really interesting but then when yeah. she brings molly into the fold and and saves the other um uh woman as well that i think that whole last act i'm like maybe went on a little too long and with the wife showing up and things like that. However, then I even like her using the keys as a weapon at the end. Cause even yeah. that is just like such a normal well, when you have thing Paul and like, you're trying to figure yeah. out how all of these different pieces are fitting together and they spoilers yeah. don't really. Yeah. <laughs> like Paul, well. like why Paul shows up, but then he just doesn't, find them right like yeah it just i was expecting the... it to be like a get out moment where yes. he comes and like helps but that didn't really happen so i don't know but Looking i mean up... maybe that's even something right of like okay they don't need this guy to come help that's them. true yeah like, it's like um that would have undercut sense. the message maybe or um and something i didn't realize too <laughs> just a little on the nose but funny um so this is written by lauren khan who okay apparently has been Adam McKay's assistant for a really long time. Oh, okay. Good. Which for is an interesting connection. I was just looking at her IMDB and she's credited as his assistant on like stepbrothers, the other guys, he's like a bunch of other stuff. So it's like, Oh, maybe that's, that's how this model that's really kind of cool. fit together. Yeah. That is cool. You know, someone who's, you work their ass off probably as an assistant who probably, wrote their this script in her spare time and has probably been talking to him about it forever and yeah he finally was like yeah you know what this is a really good script i'll produce this and and help you get this made and um i think that's awesome yeah it's nice um, when you see people get like the support of their bosses for their passion projects because i feel like there's probably so many people that work in the industry that have tried to get something like this and oh people totally. just don't and give a fuck about it you're just an assistant or something, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to pay attention to you. Yeah. And I think that's cool because ultimately why you take those kind of jobs is, like you said, to try to uh, make it in the industry or maybe do whatever your passion is. And and that's fantastic that she, you know, him starting his own, you know, after his split with Will Ferrell, he starts his own production company. And I thought it was interesting for his name to pop up here. And you can see some of his sensibilities there, too, that she probably took from working with him. Yeah, uh, for sure. For so long of balancing all those different tones and things like that. Um, I thought the score was fun. Um, some of the cinematography stuff I talked about, I'm like, I thought was a little too much at times of like um, this, like sitting on the tray or just the, all the different kind of random ass kind of all of the close-ups like, of mouths eating um, things yes which <laughs> a little bit of that i'm fine with but i feel like too many times i'm like all right guys we can just pull this back like a little bit and um i think i would have dug it even more but um but ultimately yeah i i think it's definitely worth watching and i think that um it definitely was entertaining all the way through even if it is a bit rough around the edges and i think that's totally okay yeah i think the yeah the fact that i think the performances are so solid especially mm -hmm. yeah between Great the casting. leads and the supporting cast for mm -hmm. the most part i think are really fun 
Um, Mm -hmm. And I think that kind of pushes through any of the like weird parts about it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I Um, absolutely agree. But I, yeah. And I'm always going to err on the side of liking things that are like fun, (laughs) but bad versus good and boring. Um, And this definitely falls on the fun and bad side of the scale. Um, And I think it has a little bit of both of those things. Right. And and I think uh, at least it's trying to do something like unique and and different and, uh, you know, a topic that I don't think has been touched on in this way. Like we get a lot of like, you know, you even said there's a lot of cannibal content this year. Yeah. Between this and yellow jackets, it's like, okay, (laughs) we have found the new zombie uh, trope for moving forward for 2022. Absolutely. Uh, But yeah, I think it's totally worth watching. I think it's a fun watch. I think it's definitely something we haven't gotten yet this year in terms of like the tone um, of like we've gotten some horror stuff, but nothing quite like this. So I think it's a fun like Friday night watch, especially if you have Hulu or Disney Plus. Yeah, and it doesn't and really like, cost you anything. You know, genre horror movies because I think there's some really gross stuff in there too when it comes <laughs> to the violence and, and different. Things. But some just, of it is so non-realistic, which I yes. find so interesting. It's like oh, and that's almost what I told Nevis was like you know I I think mentally she wouldn't have loved it because she doesn't even like if it's not visually gory. Like if mentally she knows something gross is happening, that yeah. still messes her up. Where I'm like you know the leg or the the butt or the things that they like show don't look they look rubbery to be they, honest. Yeah, they're not going for a realistic thing. It looks super fake. Although like the meatball and stuff like that, that stuff was gross because you know kind of like what it yeah. is and like what he's making out of it. And um, and I just thought it was interesting of her whole arc trying to like pretend that she was into it and then going back and like throwing up in her cell just because she had to do this to try to get out of that situation I thought was actually really, really good. Yeah, and uh, the getting the notes in the magazine of like finding oh, those right. pushes yeah, that is to cool keep too. going um when you think that you've like lost all hope and you're just like well i guess instead of accepting kind of your demise it's like Mm -hmm. no even the women before like keep going like Mm -hmm. you can do this (laughs) yes i absolutely Uh, i'm gonna give the movie a three and a half i still think it's um it's really solid um i just think that there was too many things holding it back from being like great for me but um i still definitely think it's it's worth watching and I hope you guys have already watched it before you listen to us. <laughs> uh, yeah. On from Letterboxd, I scored it a four. I had a really cool. good time. I think that half a bump probably, I would say on most things, if Sebastian Stan is in it, I'm probably going to rate it like a half star higher than most you people know anyways. Joey, we all have those. <laughs> Eric and I joke of like if a movie's 90 minutes, automatic half star bump. <laughs> like it's just... Uh, and this is a nice just under two hours. So I, I never felt the length or anything. I was no. always like engaged. Didn't feel too good. drawn out. Uh, three and a half from me, four from Joe. Um, the other thing I wanted to touch on quickly before we wrap up, I think it's cool that Disney is using Searchlight um, still as that kind of brand that will pick up weird or dark movies. Because I was worried about that after they bought um, 20th Century Fox. Like, what they would do with searchlight and if they would kind of avoid movies like this. And I think them buying this at Sundance for Hulu under searchlight, I think is, is kind of interesting and cool that they're still doing that kind of stuff because like, I really thought that they would just kind of 
I don't know what they were going to use Searchlight for. I thought they'd be almost like the minor leagues for Marvel and 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 Disney and 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 different things like that. Or a one is Searchlight the one where they just announced that they're going to be picking up like a bunch of streaming films and only having a few. It's possible. I know they made it. I feel like I saw something. Yes, I think yes. Both with 20th Century and Searchlight, I think those are the brands that they're. Um, like the the big tentpole ones like Planet of the Apes. I know you guys recently did the interview oh, on that. So like good. those like the big brands for Fox, I think they will put in theaters, but a lot of them like I watched No Exit last week. You guys can check oh, out Eric Nice. I have that book, but I um, haven't read it yet. Um it the movie's not great, Joe. Um, it's one of it's, it's, it's one, one of those it's on my thriller that, shelf that are yeah, all like very exactly. generic three star. I heard the book was good, but like the movie I just felt it very generic but that was a 20th century fox movie this is a searchlight both went to hulu in the u.s and disney plus here on canada but um i mean which some people will be bummed about that those two brands are going mostly to streaming but i just i still think that it's it's cool that they are like distributing movies like this because as a family brand they could have easily just kind of put searchlight you know on ice and and not really done anything with it and i've said for the longest time that like i think that's i what i hope they use to entice like really good filmmakers to make stuff for marvel and star wars is just go okay taika waititi we'll do another thor for us and you can do whatever you want for searchlight you can make a jojo rabbit you can a make three a picture deal wins. one yeah like do yeah. one searchlight to marvel or whatever and searchlight we will let you we'll give you a big budget to do whatever the fuck you want whatever weird art house movie you want to make <laughs> we don't care if it makes money like, yeah go do that and i i with this movie especially i'm just like oh damn they bought this at sundance so like that's um that's really really cool so uh i'm totally down for that um joe thank you for joining me i really uh love talking to you talking to you about movies anytime so i, I really appreciate that you came in and filled in for eric for this um yes, what have you been up to where can people find you um up to we as matt said we just finished planet of the apes interview which was my first watch of all of them so that was such so a good. treat before seeing the batman um other than that just hanging out on youtube.com slash kind of funny. Uh, we have our turning red review going up next Friday. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So we'll be watching that. I, other than that, I have no idea what else is coming out. I'm sure we're going to be doing like a bunch more of our, like what you've been watching. I finished after party. I've been watching um, severance on Apple TV. Just trying to nice. catch up on stuff. I've been watching Girls for the first time because I somehow I missed that girl. the first I mean, time I, around. I, I I do like Girls a lot. It, um, it is a guilty it, pleasure. I don't know yes. that it's good, but it is entertaining to watch. And especially it's now. It's another with one like, of those shows. Go ahead. Oh, Sorry. with like a few years in between. Like some of the stuff has aged really well and is very funny. And some of it hasn't, Not which so also much. makes it funny. Um, Adam Driver in that show is it's so funny seeing that and then going man that guy became like a huge movie star that's incredible yeah and I keep telling this people like I can't imagine people watching girls and being like he's gonna be the in the new Star Wars that guy it's gonna work with every giant filmmaker and I know a bunch of things and like yeah it's just another one of those shows where like everyone on this is kind of awful but totally just like fascinated by them yeah um, it's like who's your yeah, favorite character i don't know they all kind of suck <laughs> yeah but they're great to watch um that's fantastic yeah um well uh if you guys like i mentioned we you guys can check out our other shows um which is untitled movie reviews if you want to see kind of our review for turning red the batman we just put out um our spoiler free and spoiler filled version so you guys can go check those out 
uh, as well as the Untitled Movie Podcast, uh, our recent draft. I forget. <laughs> I, always, I don't have anything up. I'm like, I don't know what we talked about last episode, <laughs> but you guys can check it out. I'm sure there's something. The Batman spoiler cast is on the main feed, so you guys can check that out there. That was replacing a normal episode this week. Um, but as always, my name is Matt Rohrbeck. You can find more of my work around the internet, but mostly at UntitledMoviePodcast.com. And you can start seeing my work on Family Feud Canada very, very Hell soon. Hell yeah. Um, I don't know when one of my questions will actually make a game, but I will uh, let everyone know because I'll probably have some screening party for one question I get. I'll be like, yeah. <laughs> um, and you can follow me on all those social medias at EM. No, that's Eric's at Matt Rorbeck. <laughs> you can follow Eric at EM6211. Check out his review of Fresh over on rogerstv.com slash cinema scene. And until next time, nom, 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 nom. <laughs>